shores of beautiful Nassau, Bahamas. Welcome to Walking in Victory with Bishop Neil C. Ellis. The powerful and prophetic ministry of Bishop Neil C. Ellis is impacting the lives of believers all around the world. His bold and forthright presentation of spiritual truths and biblical principles is sure to change your life forever. Get ready to experience a fresh approach to ministry as this anointed author and pastor teaches us how to walk in victory. Walking in victory. Watch this. Push me out. No question, didn't he teach the crowd from the boat? Which means that Peter did what? Pushed him out. When he was finished teaching, he said, now you did something for me. I'm about to do something for you. You push me out, now you launch out. In other words, now, now push, push yourself. yourself out. than what you've ever seen. In this season, I want you to partner with me and let me show you what you've never seen. Take you where you've never been and do with you what you've never done. Today, I have been sent to preach to persons who, for the most part, are pregnant with purpose, promise, possibility, and potential. Look at someone in your pew and tell them, look at me, and you'll see purpose. Look at me, you'll be looking at promise. Look at me, you'll see possibility, and when you look at me, you should see great potential. Ladies and gentlemen, God has come a commanded blessing on your life. When God commands a blessing on your life, no person or thing can lift that blessing off of your life. And that's good news. The commanded blessing is a promise of God that carries with it 
the irrevocable supernatural power of God for its fulfillment. It's a decree. An authoritative order that bears with it God's eternal purpose. The commanded blessing on your life will cause you to go further than you've ever dreamed you would. Accomplish more than you thought possible. Go faster than you ever imagined. And become all that God has created you to be. My brothers and sisters, you may have seen God's blessings on your life in the past. But I don't believe you've scratched the surface yet of what it is God has in store for your life. Can you hear that? Can you receive that? There is a place in your life called there. And God has somewhere specific for you to go in your life. You're going to have to hear me in the spirit today. This, this story in our text is applicable to so many people on so many different levels. How God speaks to you through this message today will be based upon the stage you are at in your life right now. With that, let's go to the text. We're reading verses 1 and 2. So when it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesareth and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. All right, where was Jesus? Standing by the lake. He was standing by the lake. Who else was there? A multitude of people. What were they there for? To hear the word of God. Did you hear that? He was by the lake. A multitude of people were there. And they were there to hear the word of God. What did Jesus see? Two boats. Were the fishermen in the boats? No. Where were they and what were they doing? They were on the shore washing their nets. In verse 2, then the text said Jesus saw two boats. This is very significant here. During my first tour of Israel... We were told that at any point of the day, up to two to 3,000 boats could be anchored on the shore. The fishermen who fished that body of water, also known as the Sea of Galilee, only fished at night and rested in the day. In that region, the fish only swam at night. Now, with up to two to 3,000 boats on the shore, Jesus saw two. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you ask, out of, 
almost 3,000, he saw it too. Not really. He saw many boats. But when you read the text, it bears the witness that he focused on two. That says to me that whenever is your time, it does not matter who else is around. That should kill the spirit of jealousy. Because Jesus knows how to find you. And ladies and gentlemen, he knows how to pick you out even in a crowd. He saw two boats. And according to verse 2, the fisherman who owned the two boats had gone from them and they were washing their nets. Now get the picture. There was a multitude of people on the shore. There were thousands of boats on the shore. Jesus zeroed in on two of them and the two that he placed his focus on were empty. The owners had gone away from the boats he was focusing on. They were washing their nets. Giving the indication that they were done for the day. Don't let your set time come. And you are not where you're supposed to be. That brings us to verse number four. When he had stopped speaking. When he had stopped speaking, when he had stopped teaching. Go ahead. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. Now watch this now. We see the second command come in here. Because you might have missed the first. The first one was, push me out. The second one was, now you launch out. Okay, you missed that. See, it happened so fast. His first command to Peter, push me out. The second command is, now you launch out. Okay, I'm going to give it to you one more time. Command number one, push me out. Command number two, you launch out. Let me tell you something. Anytime a commanded blessing is coming, it is usually preceded by a command. When you hear God saying certain things to you, the enemy will, will do whatever he can to make sure you don't follow the command. Because the manifestation in your sight of the commanded blessing has to do with your ability to follow the initial command. Watch this. Push me out. No question, didn't he teach the crowd from the boat? Which means that Peter did what? Pushed him out. When he was finished teaching, he said, now nah, you did something for me, I'm about to do something for you. You push me out, 
Now you launch out, in other words. Now push yourself out. Are y'all listening to me? Oh, I'm about to preach a message here today. Now watch this. Launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. These two commands sounded foolish to Simon who had been out fishing all night. Not only is Simon a fisherman here, but he, 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 we have every reason to believe he was a very skilled fisherman. From all we read in scripture, we know for sure that he was raised on the Sea of Galilee. He knew the waters like very few fishermen there. Simon knew and understood the fishing industry. He understood fish. He knew their habits. He knew the spawning beds in the Sea of Galilee. He knew their feeding places. Simon understood that as a fisherman, there were good days and not so good days. And in this case, he had fished all night and caught nothing. He's washing his nets, getting ready to hang them out to dry, and he's about to go home to get some sleep. He's tired, he's sleeping, he's frustrated, and he has nothing to sell. He makes a living off of fishing. He had a bad night. He's out all night trying to get some products so he could make a good day's living the next day. And after all night fishing, are y'all listening to me? He caught nothing. Jesus, Jesus turned to him and said, Simon, I know you're tired. I know you're sleepy. I know you're frustrated. I know you're disappointed. But don't hang up your nets yet. Because it ain't over yet. Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Why was this major, a major challenge? It was well known that in the Sea of Galilee, fishermen caught fish at night, watch this, in shallow water. Jesus is telling Simon to go out into the deep and it's daytime. You missed that. They only fish at night. And at night then they go to shallow water. It's daytime and Jesus is saying, go back out, go into the deep. So Peter has two choices. Number one, stick with the familiar or try something different. And he has two choices. Translation, do what you always did or give Jesus' commands a chance. Huh? Knowing what Peter knew, this command of Jesus seemed foolish to him, but, but, but hear me. God never makes foolish commands, but he does make commands that sometimes sounds foolish. Man, I wouldn't even tell y'all some things God told me. For fear of looking stupid. Over these 34 years of pastoring. 
I did what he told me to do, but some cases I didn't tell y'all what he told me. I just did it. And after I saw the results, I wish I had told you. Because sometimes God will tell you to, well, let me just talk with me. Over the years, he's told me to do some things and I would say stuff like, yeah, right. Oh, come on now, God. You know that can't happen. God sometimes will give you a command that sounds foolish. And yet he takes the foolishness of this world to confound the wise. Don't spend the rest of your life believing that because it is what it is, that it will always be what it is right now. Look at somebody and they can't see you smiling, but smile anyhow and just say to them, it ain't going to be this way forever. The time has come for you to move away from the shallow banks of life and launch out into the deep waters of boldness and faith in God. Since God makes no mistakes, there must be a reason why God has you where you are and allowed you to be in the situation you were in dealing with your particular set of circumstances. It has to be a reason. He could have stopped it. He could have prevented it. And he allowed it. I wonder why. Could it be that this is the set time that God wants to do so much more for you and with you and through you? If you think that's you, you ought to give God a, an appreciation applause. But ladies and gentlemen, suppose that is you. Oh, glory to God. Suppose that is you. If you stay around the shore, don't expect to see much more. Because it's hard to see the power of God, the provision of God, or the glory of God on the shoreline. If you want to say more, if you want to accomplish more, you got to get away from the shore and launch out into the deep. I got Even if you've been doing pretty good on the shore, hear the Lord saying to you, what you've been seeing around the shore pales in comparison to what I really want to do if you launch out into the deep. What's the deep? First of all, it's a place of personal insecurity. It's a place of unfamiliarity. A place that puts you in a position of complete reliance upon the Lord. It's a place that takes faith and courage. So launching out into the deep may go against the grid. Launching out into the deep may crawl your flesh. Glory to God. 
launching out into the deep may cause you to have to give up control. But at some point for every phase of your personal development, you will be called to leave the unfamiliar or of the familiar for the unfamiliar. Staying with the familiar limits you because the familiar at some point in time gets too small for your life. You know why some of you are stuck? You've not stopped thinking. You've not stopped working hard. You've not stopped dreaming. You know why you're stuck? Because you're staying in a place in your life that you've outgrown. You know why you're stuck? Because this is the season in your life for the deep and you refuse to leave the shore. You're still smart. You're still intellectually prepared. You still have favor. You're still dreaming about the future. But your future cannot be advanced on the shore. But Bishop, I've left the shore, I understand. You've left the shore, but you still have control. Your future cannot be advanced in shallow water. So you left the shore, but you are out there where you can touch. And God is saying, for you to get to where I am taking you, you have to get where you can't touch. So all of your help will come from me. Peter and his colleagues were working hard. They were working hard. They were toiling all night. You can't deny that they weren't working hard. They were working hard. They were toiling, the text says, all night. Working hard has the problem, though. They're working hard in shallow water. I need you to hear me on this. If you haven't gotten anything yet from this message so far, here it comes. Sometimes God will permit a dry season just before a due season. Is it dry in your life? Are you in a drought financially, professionally, spiritually, socially? Is, is, is it dry in your life? Are, are, are the waters of your life drying up? Is your current condition dry? I'm here to tell you, your drought could be an announcement that season is about to hit any day now. I need somebody to hear me. Let's read verse 5 one more time, please. Simon answered and said to him. What he said? Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Go ahead. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. What, what, what you're telling us 
Look stupid. Nevertheless, read on, please. At your word. At your word. Go ahead, please. I will let down the net. I let the net down. My plans for this year are off schedule. That's what some of y'all are saying. Things have not been going according to the way I expect them to go. But here's what you need to be saying. Nevertheless. Some of y'all are saying, my present set of circumstances have not been lining up to what it is the Lord's been saying he's going to do in my life. But here's your real response now. Nevertheless. Even though I've been toiling and toiling when I'm supposed to catch fish and caught nothing. Nevertheless, since the power in your word will almost fulfill the promise of your word, at your word, I will let the net down. word has been embraced over the years, but how many of you understand what it truly means? Better yet, how many of you understand how to pray? The answer has been provided through what we know as the Lord's Prayer. Bishop Neil Ellis has broken down this model for prayer in his new book series, The Pattern of Prayer. There is no problem, no issue, no attack more powerful than the prayers of a Christian believer. A praying believer is a powerful believer. A powerful believer is a productive believer. God wants you to communicate with him and has given us a blueprint on how to do that in the most powerful way. These books are the perfect way to level up in your prayer life. Book one, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Book two, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Book three, give us and forgive us. And now, book four, lead us and deliver us. They are now available in paperback, hardback, and on Kindle at www.neilellisministries.com, on amazon.com, at 100% Bookstore, and at Logos Bookstore. Stay connected with Neil Ellis Ministries via our social media networks. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Here you'll find daily inspiration, motivational quotes, photos, and videos. Don't want to miss another live event? Follow us on Livestream. You can do this by either downloading the app or by visiting www.livestream.com. You will have access to Bishop Ellis' weekly television broadcast, live events, and so much more. Follow us today and stay connected.
Bishop Neil C. Ellis and the Mount Tabor Church family in Nassau, Bahamas. Wish to thank you for viewing the Walking in Victory broadcast and invite you to tune in next week to experience this powerful prophetic ministry. Should you wish to correspond with Bishop Ellis, please write him at P.O. Box N9705, Nassau, Bahamas, or email him at info at neilellisministries.com. Walking in Victory.